you to just come here and say thank you Lord for all the good things that you have done for me Heavenly Father things that I don't deserve things that I am not worthy of but you have you in your infinite love are so incredible and you have done so many things for us that I just give you praise honor and glory and say thank you Lord thank you Heavenly Father for the gift of life and the gift of love your faithfulness. Thank you. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for guiding me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was a wretch. I remember who I was. I was lost, I was blind, I was running out of time. Sin separated, the breach was far too wide. But from the far side of the chasm, you held me in your side. So you made a way across the grave. Left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside. And there at the cross, you paid the debt I owe. Broke my chains, freed my soul. For the first time I had hope. Everybody sing, come on. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. Thank you, Jesus, it has washed me white. Thank you, Jesus, you have saved my life. Brought me from the darkness into glorious Took my place, laid inside my tomb of sin. You were buried for three days, but then you rose right out again. And now death has no sin, life has no end. For I have been transformed by the blood of the Wow, wow. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. Thank you, Jesus, it has washed me out. 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 Thank you, Jes
on the tops into glorious love. Glory to His name. Glory to His name. Give them praise. Oh, let them know how much you love them. Lord Jesus, we love you and adore you and praise your name today. Oh, Father, it's because of you we come and surrender our burdens and our cares. Father God, we weren't designed to carry all this. And you know that, Lord, some are carrying very, very big issues right now in their life. Family issues. People that have died, others that are near death. Lord, just burdens, health issues. Lord, financial issues, marital issues, relational issues. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're praying the peace of God that surpasses all understanding to fall over every single person, whether they're in this sanctuary or watching online. Minister to their need right now. Father God, there's a war going on on the other side of the world. Our troops have been over there for over 20 years since 9-11 in Afghanistan. And Lord God, just Kuwait and other areas of the Middle East. And now Israel's at war with Hamas. And Lord, not all of the Palestinians are at war. Lord, Hamas is a terroristic group and Hezbollah is as well. And they've declared war against Israel. And God, we're praying for the peace of Jerusalem and the peace, Lord God, in the troubled land. We're praying that, Lord, they resolve this quickly without any more loss of life. Father God, there's many of us going through a war. Battlefields in our homes and in our community, at work, at school. God, I just pray for peace. I pray for reconciliation. Lord, we have a troubled city, a city filled with violence, a lot of death, a lot of drug addiction, fentanyl, overdoses almost every day. God, we just pray, Lord, the peace of God to bring deliverance to the city of Albuquerque, deliverance to the county of Bernalillo, Lord, deliverance to the state of New Mexico. Father God, we pray for our leader in the White House, that, Lord, you lead and direct President Biden, that he would hear your voice and then obey it. We pray for Mayor Keller, and we pray for Governor Grisham, and we pray that, Lord, they really do the things that you would call them to do. Father God, heal our land. Minister to us. Lord, this is Veterans Day weekend, and we thank you for every veteran, every man and woman that put on a uniform, and those that continue to wear it and protect us. And we have a free country still where we could worship freely and we could carry out the Constitution. And Lord, we could 
respect our differences and stand together united for the same cause. And I pray that, Lord, the cause of Christ be lifted high. Lord, continue to bless and continue to fill us with your peace. And we pray in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Sing it out again. Sing it out again. Sing it out again. we know that you're there for all the times we feel your comfort and all the times we feel your grace and your peace we thank you for that too for you are good and gracious and loving thank you lord in your name we pray amen 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 you know what i'm thankful church let's give him praise that's right come on i'm thankful to see all of you in the house of the lord on holy ground this morning. Can you turn to someone and just welcome them into the house of the Lord?
Thank you, veterans. If, if you're a veteran and you're a part of our congregation, you're here today, will you stand so we can recognize you and thank you for your service? Veterans, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, veterans, for your service and your sacrifice. Uh, those that might be even watching from home, right. Roxy, we want right. to thank, thank them you. as well. Yeah. Thank you, thank you so much. And for Roxy. the families that support those veterans, right? Those families that um, stay here when their when their loved ones are deployed. Also, thank you for that time. I, um, my father is a World War II veteran. I had two brothers who were in the military, so I know that. Um, in addition to the sacrifice that you as veterans have made, which is tremendous, and we thank you for that, we also want to take time to recognize those families that support the veterans because they need that support. They need to come back somewhere. So thank you for all of you who, um, amen. That's right. That's right. We stand on the shoulders of we that stand. sacrifice. We're able to do what we do here We're able to week. praise. We're able to praise Sunday, freely. Amen. That's right. And we so live in freedom because of what That's you right. have done, and we just give you so much thanks for that. Thank you to those heroes. One more time for our Come veterans. Come on, let's hear from Come on. That's right. Yeah. Church, we want to welcome you into the house of God. Uh, thank you so much uh, for being with us. It's an honor and a pleasure for us to be here with you today. My name is Michael Romero, your worship and arts pastor here at New Beginnings Church. And my name is Roxy de Santiago, and I am part of your worship team here Amen. at New Beginnings. Leadership. Thank, thank you for your leadership, Roxy. Thank you, Michael. Hey, church, we just want to catch you up on a couple of things before we turn over the platform to our senior pastor who has a, just a fire message. Amen. It's just it's amazing. So I'm glad you're here today, church. Uh, one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about, uh, Wednesday we touched on something, Rox, um, regarding our Thanksgiving uh, food boxes. You know, we, we partner every year right, with, with uh, the community, and we help, and we distribute over, uh, well, at minimum, but about 125 boxes every year. That's what you and I do in this community. This year was a little bit different. I know some of you thinking, hey, is that ever going to happen? We haven't heard anything. The reason why you haven't heard anything is because it's been a little difficult negotiating a better price because with the budget that we had set forth and um, the rising cost of food that changes by the minute, it seems, right? As by you the all well know. As we all well know. Um, and so we were in negotiations with some of our vendors and trying to get that price down to where we can impact because it was a point where we were at maybe maybe 40 to 45 boxes, stretching it max. Um, and we said, well, we can't. We, we're fighting for this community that needs it, right? There's just, there, we have families that depend on that Thanksgiving meal box every single year. And so we kept going back and forth to the table with our vendors um, and, and, and our team here, leadership at New Beginnings, to where we finally were able to negotiate a good price to where we're now able to, uh, we, we see it reachable. It's right there. <laughs> so close, so close. It's so close. Uh, to be able to do that 100 to 125 boxes, church. And so we hope that you'll be able to partner with us in that. So here's how you can partner. Here's what it means for you to, to be that one last step that we need, right? Our, our team, our leadership team did a good job negotiating down the price of those turkeys. Let me tell you what you can't do if you walk into Smith's or Albertsons. You can't negotiate the price of the turkey. Right. You can't go to the manager and say, hey, I don't think I want to 
pay all 45 of those dollars. Um, but thankfully, they were able to do that. But we need um, someone to stand now in the gap. We have these hundred or so boxes that we give out to people who are in need, and we need people to sponsor it. We need you to, to take that last step and be the sponsors so that that person, that family who needs that right. box for that meal, which is so important. I mean, only in the United States do we have a holiday where we can give thanks to God for all of the things that we have, right? So let's just help these families who want to participate in this awesome opportunity of, of an amazing time with family uh, and be the sponsor. Michael, how much does that cost for them? So, so you know what the cost, church, if you're able to sp sponsor one full basket, it's going to be God. for a, a small price of $50 for a family of four, right? And so if, if the good thing about that is maybe you're saying, well, that's too much. I can't really handle that. That's Sometimes perfectly fine. That's fine. We also have... Uh, partial sponsorships available if that's what you can do. So we believe that the drip will always fill the bucket. Amen. And so church, if you can do one or two dollars or maybe five or ten dollars, put it in an envelope, drop it off at one of our tithing boxes in this sanctuary and just allocate it there saying Thanksgiving food box. Whether it's a dollar Two dollars. It doesn't it matter. You and I will always do that. We make a difference that way. Amen, church. And the Lord will honor your giving in he that will. way as well. And also, at the end of this service, because of the generosity of those who have already kicked in beginning Wednesday, we're able to give out some meal boxes. So if you, if you might be in need of one, after service today, you'll be able to, you'll be able to sign, sign up to receive one as well. Right. Um, so an, an amazing opportunity for you to be the hands and feet. And one more opportunity we want to just um, remind you of this morning is there's that angel tree table that's out yes. there and Christmas tree that's out there. That angel tree giving is so important. You change the lives of two people who really need to hear the love of Christ in that one Amen. event. You um, touch the life of a child whose parent is incarcerated and, and they may not receive any other gift for Christmas. So this is their one opportunity to get something. And you give that incarcerated person an opportunity to communicate love to the child that they, that they do love. They just by their circumstances, cannot show it in the same way that you or I could. And so I encourage you to pick up one of those cards. I encourage you to either return the card or the gift. And if you can't, please just let us know so we can um, get someone to stand in the gap with you. But thank you for your faithful giving in that part as well, because it makes a difference for that child and for um, that parent that's incarcerated. That's right. Church, you know that QR code that we're always talking about is behind me right now or in front of you at screen at home. That's how you can register to either A, sponsor one of those Thanksgiving food boxes, or if, you, if you're in need of one, you can go ahead and, and do it that way. There, you can give partially if you're able to sponsor a partial basket or a full sponsorship. We'd really appreciate it, church, for you to partner with us and go, like Rocky said, that extra step for us to be able to reach, reach out and get those 100 food bo uh, meal boxes to those in need this season. Church, uh, uh, we, our church, you, you guys, are all about being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And um, there's so many ways that you can participate. We just gave you two different ways. We're into the season of giving. We're into the season of learning and living for Christ, right? So if there's something that um, we didn't mention, I encourage you to look at that. Pull up that QR code. Pull up our app. Look at our website. Look at all of the things that we're doing. And all of these things are only possible because of your faithful giving. And we thank you for that. Amen. We thank you for your obedience, church. It, while you're in that app, that bottom right-hand corner will tell you, it'll say give. And if you say, I want to partner with the church, I want to do something like that. Church, that bottom right-hand corner, there's a red heart that, just, that means give to the, to the cause and what we do here, which is 
heal and restore lives through the love of Jesus Christ. If you want to partner with us in that church, we invite you to please do that. And church, that's the way you can give, or you can give by text messaging or our website. Or church, you can drop off your tithe in an envelope at one of the tithing boxes in the entryway into the sanctuary. Thank you so much for your faithful giving. It makes it all possible. Without that, can we welcome our pastor Amen. to the pulpit, Richard Manson. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Roxy. Youth, if you didn't already leave, the youth are uh, meeting in their worship center, and uh, it's a, an amazing time of them gathering and talking about issues that they face in high school and junior high. Uh, guys, I'm doing this sermon series called The Basics of Life, and uh, I just want you to know that uh, I'm trying to give you the essentials to make you successful in your Christian walk. Uh, being a Christian is a challenging thing. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make and one of the hardest decisions you'll ever have to honor. Uh, our women, uh, the sisterhood ministry, sponsored a night of worship on Friday night. And, man, I heard that. The glory of God just fell in this place. And there were over 125 women that were just, I mean, praising the name of Jesus, praying, 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 and saw breakthrough and just amazing gathering. You know, we were created to be loved. And God created us to love him. And he loves us, but we're supposed to return that love. My daughter uh, was in town this weekend, and her five-year-old was with her. And so I was hanging out with him all day yesterday, all morning. Then I had a funeral in the afternoon, and then I hung out with him in the afternoon. And I took him to a park, and he was climbing the jungle gym thing there, and He'd climb to the top. It was like a castle, and he'd get to the top, and he'd hold on to the rails, and he'd yell, Grandpa, and I go, why? He goes, I love you, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. It would melt me, and he'd go down the spiral uh, slide, and he'd go, Grandpa, and I go, what? And he, as he's coming down, I love you. I'm like, oh, man, just hear that. And I was thinking about what I'm talking about today, and the Bible says God inhabits praise of his people. God just loves hearing that. I was telling the women that God on Friday night, he was up in his throne and all the angels are going, what's going on? He goes, see all those women? They're just telling me how much they love me. This is all about me tonight. And I was like, can you imagine? We're just singing praises to the king of kings. Look what it says in Matthew 22, verse 37 and 38. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. God, I pray we can really learn how to do that today, and I pray that in Christ's name. Expressing our love to God is called worship. Worship is not just singing. It's not just coming in here. Now we're going to worship. We sing. Now we're going to pray. No, the whole service is a worship service because everything we do in here, from the singing, from the praying, from the testifying, from the preaching, from the giving, everything we do is worshiping God. And we come together to encourage each other. We come together to embrace each other. We come together to speak life into people's life 
and encourage them with the words of God. And some people find it difficult to say, I love you. Some people find it difficult because they're still resentful from a past hurt. They had a relationship that didn't work. And they blame God and they blame that person and they're resentful. And they, they're, they're not a happy person anymore. They're not a loving person anymore. They, they don't know how to express it. And, and it's really a drag, you know. And then some are afraid of being hurt again. So like, I don't want to be hurt again. I don't even want to say, I love you. I don't, I don't even want to say, I love you, God. You hurt me. You, she messed me all up, God. She hurt me. That dude really messed me up, God. Thanks a lot. And we're, we're, we're just broken. And some people don't know how to say love and express love just because they weren't brought up in that kind of a home. They were never taught how to just embrace and encourage and love. And so saying those things are hard. So my goal that I have today is to try to help each one of us to be able to be closer to God and to, and to feel closer to God. When you leave here today, you're going to say, oh, man, I feel closer to God. I'm closer to God. And that you learn how to worship in a deeper level. To really learn how to worship in a deeper level. And then I'm hoping that if anyone doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that today you'll end up having that relationship. So I want to talk about six different ways of expression of our love to God. And the very first one is this, that we express our love to God by singing to God, by singing to him. By singing praise, music and love go hand in hand. I mean, let's face it. When you're in love with somebody, don't you have your song? Every time your song comes on, oh, like one of our songs. See, some of you don't even, haven't even heard of it because it's so old school. But Color My World, oh, man, you are so beautiful. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You guys have your song. You guys have your song by whatever's up to date now. I, I don't understand some of those verses. My daughter was in my house yesterday. I was cooking breakfast, and she had her music going on, and I'm in there, and my daughter, my wife walked in and says, wow, dad's bumping to that? <laughs> and I go, no, I'm not. I'm just trying to figure out what they're saying, you know? And my daughter, that's mine and my husband's song. I'm like, oh, man, that's scary, you know? <laughs> but... But music, music ties us in. We, we're able to express love, and, and we're able to experience love. And, and some people don't even like the worship part. They don't like the music part of, of service. So some people barely get here at this hour. Like, and some people have even told me, thank you. Some people have even told me in the past, you know what? I really wish that, that we didn't even have any music. We just, you preach the whole time. I'm like, I don't even want to hear myself that long. But all kidding aside, the worship is really an important part of, of, of worship, of, of worshiping God, talking and experiencing God. And we could have times of singing any place. And some of us think, well, I don't really know how to sing well. And it's like, well, we're not singing for each other. Look, what's even hard, if you're like one of these singers, thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. Thank you, Jesus. For you. And, and, and the people next to you are going, 
oh, thank you, Jesus, would you shut them up? You know, and especially if there's somebody right behind you that has like an operatic voice and they're like, God, you're like, oh my God, they sing beautiful and, and here you are like trying the best you can. But guess what? We're not singing for each other. We're singing for him. And I, don't, I, I want you to tell to him, look, let's face it. You've seen America's Got Talent. You, you've, seen, you've seen American Idol. Some of those people, it's like, who said you could sing? My mom, my dad, well, they lie to you, you know? But to God, he inhabits the praise of his people. To God, he goes, oh, man. I mean, haven't you ever held a little baby in your arms? Whether it's yours or not. And right away, you start singing, oh, my beautiful little baby. He's my baby boy. And you're just making up a song because you're expressing your heart. You know what? It's a powerful expression. I want you to hear from Pastor Michael. Pastor Michael, if you'd come out. I, I, I want to ask him a few questions from a worship pastor's mindset, from a singer's mindset of what he thinks about. Pastor Mike, um, I've known you since you were like eight years old, and you and your household has always had music in your house, always. So for you, it's natural, and then God blessed you with this phenomenal voice. But when you plan out your service on Sunday and you lay out the songs we're going to sing, what are some of the things that you pray about? What are some of the things you think about when you're doing that? You know, the, the biggest thing we think about, um, me personally, uh, because I'm, I oversee that department, we want to know that, A, we have our, our, our finger on, on the pulse of, A, the Lord, what he's doing, but most especially what he's doing here, right, in this movement, in this body of believers. So when we think about songs and we look at, and this song would really, look, there was a song that has been, it's been on our list for probably six months to a year. And we just debuted it, I think it was two weeks ago, we de- debuted, if you guys remember that song, Protector. And it just, it just spoke to our hearts. And it was on our list for a long, long time. And it wasn't until the Lord said, now, do it now. We need it now. And I think it was perfect timing. And so just being sensitive to his voice and understanding and hearing him and knowing, hey, our church, we need this right now. We need and, this And you're right not now. talking just what's happening no. like today right no. now. Not you're saying today. in the life of the church. In the life of the church. And the right. ministry we do. That's correct. On a day-to-day basis, we're looking three months that way, three months that way, and saying, hey, where are we at in this big circle? This is what we need. The Lord wants to cover us with this reminder of, protector this is who i am now you work at the church yeah. full-time your your staff the, the worship team they have full-time job they they come you guys come together you guys practice you you study together but what are some of the things are the preparation and what are the expectations that the team has from us you know to be with us you know, when we get together and the main objective of what we do is when we come on this platform is to 
one thing I always tell the team and that we remind ourselves because I'm the most guilty of them all to remind myself and say, the Lord is already here. Right? The Lord is already here. And so when we say things like, Lord, be with us, be with us, we're not summoning the Lord because he's already here. It's up to you and I to take away all those distractions. That's why sometimes you know, hear us pray, Lord, take away the distraction. I want to be with you right now because he's already here. Yep. And so our team is always trying to focus on, hey, let's, let's clear our minds because sometimes, Pastor, right, here's a little insight on what happens. It's not always the easiest rehearsal. Sometimes you don't feel like your parts are always there or maybe we're struggling on some of the warm-ups. But the second we step on this platform, we go, it's on you, Lord. You take it from here because we want to make sure that all the distractions are gone, not only for us, but for you as well to be in his presence because he is here. Amen. You know, um, I'm fortunate. I I sit in the front row. And there's times that the whole church is seen with such fervor. And it's like, I go, Michael, can you hear him up there? Because I don't know what you all can hear with all the noise and your earpieces, but I'm telling you, you guys are like there, man. Oh, You're yeah. there. When you guys hear me say mighty choir, I mean it. I don't say it just lightly, Pastor. You know I don't say things like that lightly. It's a mighty choir That's right. because you guys are singing to him, about him, for him, to him. And it's just this powerful movement of what the Spirit is doing. That's when we all know we're, we're, we're locked in together in this battle. What would, what would you say to those people that don't sing that well, so they don't even sing at all, <laughs> or the ones that get here late and they're like, uh, I don't want to deal with all that music. I'll just get here. Two things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that answer in two parts. Last night, you guys know I, I'm a mariachi for a living as well, right? I do that. Uh, on my off time, and I was at a gig just last just last night, and I was thinking about this very very thing. This guy, he was not good. I mean, he was. But every song we would play that they would request, this guy, he would like like if like if he was the number one, he didn't care. He was like, ah, like it. And that's what I would say. That's what I would say. If you're doing it out of authenticity. And saying, no, I want to sing for the Lord, and this is me singing to him. Praise on, man. Do your thing. Amen. But if you're doing it because you want to be heard and seen, and you want the attention for yourself instead of being a reflection to him, then I would say we have a a conversation. <laughs> right? That's right. But that's, that's what I would say to them. Just, man, do your thing. Tell your daddy how much you really, really love him. Amen. That's what I want Thank you, Pastor Amen. Michael. Thank you, Pastor. Appreciate it, brother. Look, look what the scripture says in Psalm 147, verse 7. It says, sing out your thanks to the Lord. Sing praises to our God with a heart. Oh, that your heart, heart would be that heart. And you're just singing praises to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. So one way we express ourselves is by singing to the Lord. Another way we express our love to God is by talking to God, by talking to him. In other words, praying, talking, having a conversation. Look, marriage 
is all about communicating. Communication is what makes a strong marriage. And not just like, hey, how are you? I love you. See you later. But I'm talking a deep, deep conversation. I'm talking where you really start opening up your heart. When my wife and I, when Cindy and I really have deep conversations, man, we're, we're tighter than ever. We grow together. And when we have very casual and almost no communication, our relationship decays. It just isn't functioning on all cylinders. You're not really even fighting. You're just not totally connected. There's something about communication. And the reason I bring it up in a marriage is because the Bible says that God is the bridegroom and we're the bride. He compares himself to a married couple, and it's important that we communicate with God. Look, think about it when you were a teenager or think of your teenagers now. If they have a boyfriend or girlfriend or when you had your first boyfriend or girlfriend and you were all puppy dog and you're all on the phone, hey, how are you? Oh, my gosh, you look so handsome today. I like the way that shirt fits you. Oh, you look nice in that blouse. And oh, and it's silly conversation, but you're conversing. And all of a sudden, it's time to bed. And your mom goes, okay, you better say your goodbye. Yeah, I got to go. My mom said, yeah, my mom said I got to hang up too. Oh, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. <laughs> no, you hang up first. Okay, let's just stay on the phone and we'll fall asleep on the phone, okay? And you fall asleep and the phone's there. And you wake up in the middle of the night and you hear him snoring. <sighs> And you're like, I heard, I heard you breathing last night. I heard you breathing. You can't, you, you don't want to disconnect. And that's how we need to be with God. God, I, I, I just want to be conversing with you. I, I want to connect with you. I want to talk with you. I want to, it, it's important. Men, can you imagine if your wife didn't talk to you at all anymore? I think you would finally realize, oh, something's wrong. <laughs> Men, that's why our wives always I. We need to talk. Look, ladies, but don't say it like that. Because when you say we need to talk, let me tell you what we hear. Danger, danger, danger. <laughs> You're in trouble. You messed up. You forgot to do something or you did something. You better be careful. Here it comes. That's what we hear. And you're hearing, I miss you so much. I want to spend time with you and just talk. So why don't you say that? Say, I miss you so much. I just want to sit with you and talk. If you say that, then we know we're not in trouble. And then we'll talk and have a great time. Man, I, whoever invented the record button on, on, on your TV, you know, on DirecTV or whatever you might have, had to have been a man that his wife would always come in at the highlight of the movie. I don't know if your wife does that. You're watching something that you really want to watch. She goes, hey, Richard, I, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, <laughs> so now I just go, orale, record, and I shut the TV off. She goes, you don't have to shut the TV off. I go, no, babe, I want to, I want to talk. And I sincerely mean it. But see, let me tell you something. Some people say, what do I talk to God about? The same thing you talk to your best friend about. You, you, you talk about your fears, you talk about your dreams, your hopes, you talk about your hurts, your conflict, you, you just talk. See, in Psalm 116, 
verses 1 and 2. It says, I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. I love this part. Because he bends down to listen. I will pray as long as I have breath. So God goes, what's that, mija? What, baby girl? What, son? What, son? What, mijito? He bends down. He really listens to us. It's so important. And that's the next thing. Not only singing to God and talking to God, but listening to him. A real important piece of prayer is listening. People don't listen. When you listen to someone, when you you give them your undivided attention, you give them that time, you're honoring them. You're respecting them. You're showing them how, how much you value them. That's why I really mean it. I shut the TV off. It's not a big deal. It's going to be there when I get back, and if it's not, it's still not a big deal because my wife needs to know, you know what, you're more important to me than that TV. You're more important to me. Your children need to know that. Your husband needs to know that. Your wife needs to know that. It's important that we communicate, and and listening to God is really important. God speaks to us in a lot of ways. First way, one of the ways he speaks to us is in the Bible. When you read the Bible, he speaks to you. Another second way he, he speaks to us in what happens to us in life. Stuff happens in life to strengthen you, to equip you, to make you stronger, to make you better. And, and you go like, instead of asking why, 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 why did this happen? Why? Instead say what? What do you want me to learn? What do you want me to glean? What, how, what do you want me to take from this? What do you want me to embrace? What do you want me to get stronger with? God, help me. And then another thing is what, what he speaks to us through people. Sometimes it might even be someone talking to somebody else, and you overhear him, and you go, oh, my goodness, that was awesome. You might be watching TV, and he speaks to you through other people. You might even be watching a commercial, and he speaks to you through a commercial. He speaks to you through different means. And, and another way is through impressions. Impressions. Now, just make sure it's not that you ate too late last night. You're like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I wonder what the Lord's saying. He's saying, don't eat so late at night. <laughs> That's all he's saying. But all kidding aside, look, when you get an impression, I really believe God is saying this, then check it out with the Bible. I've literally had people tell me this. I've had men tell me this, and I've had women tell me this. Pastor, God brought this really awesome woman into my life. God brought this awesome man into my life. I go, you're a married woman. You're a married man. No, he did not bring that person in your life. You're getting this impression it must be the Lord. No, it's your lust. It's not God. So check it out with the Bible. See if it's according to the word of God. Because hearing God's voice is proof that we're part of God's family. And it's not like hearing voices like, oh, they're hearing voices. Uh-oh, they're a little cuckoo. No, you hear his impression. You know it's God. You know he's speaking to you. You go, man, I just feel God is really saying this. Look what he says in the Gospel of John chapter 10, verse 14. He says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and they know me. And then jump down to verse 16. He goes, I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. So in other words, we're not the only Christians in Albuquerque. There's a lot of other Christian churches, and they're part of God's church. He goes, they're not in this fold. He goes, but I must bring them also. 
and they will listen to my voice, and they and there will be one flock with one shepherd. You see, we know his voice. We hear his voice. It's proof that you are his child. Do you spend time listening to God? Do you spend time singing to him, talking to him, listening to him? And the fourth way of showing our love is that we express our love to God by publicly identifying with him. In other words, public declaration. Look, let's just say that you're dating someone. And all of a sudden, he says, I'd like to marry you. And you're like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. You want to call your family right away? You want to post it on Instagram and Pinterest and wherever, Snapchat, and you want to do all that? And, and he goes, no, 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 we can't tell anybody. We can't tell anybody. And we're going to get married, but we're not going to invite any, any, no one to the wedding. We, we can't tell anybody. And if we see each other in public, we're going to act like strangers. Now, wouldn't that be a little weird? Are, are you sure we're married? Are you sure you even love me? Are you sure you're even committed to me? Now, I shared that very thing, example, in first service, and a lady came up to me and said, oh, my gosh, you're not going to believe this. The guy that I was dating I told you about, he said, let's get married, but we can't tell, especially my mom. We can't tell my mom we can't have a big wedding and you can't change your name to my last name. I go, wow, what'd you do? She goes, he's a used to be. He used to be my boyfriend. He used to be my fiance. I'm like, wow, that's kind of weird. Look, in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 8, verse 38, it says, if someone is ashamed of me and my message in this adulterous, sinful gaze, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Wow. So important that we publicly identify with Jesus. <clears throat> There's a lot of ways of doing that, but one of the ways is through communion. We're going to have communion at the end of the service. Communion is a public identity with Christ. You see, when Christ died on the cross, he paid the penalty for our sins. And that's what we remember when we take communion so that we didn't have to do that. When Jesus died on the cross, he broke the power of sin so that I could be free from my habits, hang-ups, and hurts. He guaranteed freedom from the presence of sin in heaven. There's not going to be sin in heaven. It's going to be perfect. And Jesus did all that when he died on the cross. So when we take communion, that's why he said, do this in remembrance of me, what he did for us. Now, another public declaration of, of isn't just accepting Christ when you come up and, and we pray for you. You're going public. That's why we ask you to stand because it's, it's a public declaration. And when you come to the front, it's a public declaration. You're saying, that's right, I am saying I want Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. And it's a powerful declaration. But then you seal that with baptism. Baptism is a symbol of that. It symbolizes, first of all, what Jesus did for us. 
that he died for us to take our sin. He took our sin to the cross. In the book of Romans, chapter 6, verse 3 and 4, it says, Or you have, have you forgotten that when you were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? So we're declaring, God, I believe you died for me, and when I get baptized, I'm literally going underwater. I'm getting buried with Jesus. I'm, I'm going to my own funeral. I'm getting buried with Christ. We're burying our lives into the Lord. And in verse 4, it says, For we died and we were buried with Christ by baptism, and just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new life. So it's a symbol of you dying, and then when you come up out of the water, you come into the newness of life. You're saying, man, all sins are passed away. All things have been made new. I'm a born-again Christian. I'm washed by the blood. Man, I am redeemed by the blood. I am his, and he is mine. His banner over me is love. I am a child of God, and you're declaring that. And it's a powerful declaration. It also symbolizes our dying to our old lifestyle. You're not just dying to your sin. You're no longer that person. Look, this week, this guy I saw last Sunday, and I called him by a name, a nickname that everyone called him. And I called him by that nickname because when they introduced me, they, they, they go, hey, this is... So I called him that name, and he goes, hey, pastor, would you do me a favor? Never, ever call me that name again. Because that was my gangster name. That's when I was completely lost and in a different world, and I'm no longer there. And I said, you got it, brother. I will never, ever call you by that name again. And man, he said, Satan calls me by my past. God calls me by my future. He calls us as redeemed of the Lord. And we got to remember that. And a third thing baptism does is it symbolizes our new life in Christ. Not just that that I died to the lifestyle, but now I have a new life. I'm, I'm, I'm brand new. That's why when you come out of the water, there's a power that you just like, oh, it's like breathing the first time of your life. It's like coming out of the, the water sack of your mother's womb, and you come out and you're like, wow, and you're breathing and you're like, my goodness, God, this is awesome. Wow, Lord, everything looks different. Everything feels different because you're new. Galatians chapter 3, verse 7, 27, rather. Galatians 3, 27 says, And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. Man, have you ever seen one of those major complete makeover? where they get somebody and they're all ragged out, their beard looks all weird and their hair and they're dressed all, and all of a sudden they shave them and clean them and do their hair and, and they give them a brand new wardrobe. And man, that's what we do with Christ. We put on the full armor of God and we put on love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We put on the fruit of the Spirit. It's like putting on clothes. And now you go, wow, I look pretty good, man. Look at me. I can't even recognize me. I can't even believe I'm so nice now. 
man, God changed my life. I love going to church and talking to people. I used to not, all I did was mad dog people all the time. Now I actually smile, kind of. Some people, you know how they are. All they ever did was mad dog. Now some of them go. It's a, a real quick little smile. You're like, that's right on, man. That's, that's big. Why? Because you identify publicly with the transformation that has taken place in your life. And then another thing is we express our love to God by being committed to him, by being committed. This is what love is all about. It's about commitment. You really don't love someone unless you're committed to them for what's best for them, for, for you, the two of you. Nothing significant ever happens without commitment. Your commitment determines your future. And it's important that we commit ourselves. God's looking for committed people. Have you committed to a church? Or are you still church hopping like you used to bar hop? Oh, man, hey, let's go there. Yeah, that place is always happening. Ah, nothing's happening today. Well, let's go to that one. Okay, you're always looking for where it's happening. That's how some of you are with church. Hey, what are you going to do? Well, let's go to New Beginning and see. Oh, man, God was moving today. It was awesome. Then you come, ah, it's not as moving. Let's go to that church and then that church. And you're all over the place. But you're also all over the place. You never have anything solid in your life. Because you get a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and you don't have anything. You need to get rooted and grounded. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9 says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole world in order to strengthen those who are fully committed to him. Man, God's looking for fully committed people to strengthen you, empower you. And there's five basic commitments that every Christian should make. First, we start off by committing our life to Christ. And then we need to commit to be a member of his family, to find a church. This is where I'm going to be rooted and grounded. This is going to be my church family. And then we need to be committed to model his character. What good is it telling people about Jesus if you live like the devil? What good is it telling people that you love them and Jesus loves them if you talk like the devil? Number four is commit yourself to be a minister of his love. Show love. And you ought to tell people, man, have I told you of God's love for you? Have I told you he loves you so much that he died so that you could go to heaven? Don't be one of those that say, do you have Jesus? Well, turn or burn. You're either going to go to heaven or hell. Wow, that sounds so inviting. (laughs) You sound so loving. No, show them love. And then make a commitment to be a messenger of his word really share his word. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. He's saying, I love you. And I want you to be committed. And the last thing is we express our love to God by giving to him. By giving. 
Do you give to the Lord? Do you give your talent? Do you give your time? Do you give of your finances? Do you, do you pour out to the Lord? Do you give to him? Man, let me tell you something. You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. Once you're in love, you find yourself giving. You go into one of the, well, they're not called 7-Eleven anymore, but whatever the EK and, and whatever they are. I don't know what they are anymore. And they sell roses. Oh, you buy them roses. Why'd you get this? Uh, just because. Or you get them, you get them their favorite candy. You got this for me? Yeah. Just thinking about it. Why'd you get me this? Oh, I know it's your favorite drink. I know you like those Red Bulls. I got you. I want you to have energy because we're going to be together tonight, you know? <laughs> but whatever. You, you give because you love. But you can, you, you can give and not love. You can just, uh, here, here. Okay, I gave it the office. Now leave me alone. But I love you, so I give. And I pour out. And I empty myself. God literally says that God will test our sincerity, the sincerity of our love by how much we give. See, some of you are thinking now, oh, that's all they ever want at church, money, money, money. I don't ever hardly ever preach on giving. But listen to me. There's a reason that he wants us to give. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7 and 8, it says, since you excel in so many ways, you excel in your faith, you excel in your gifted speakers, you excel in your knowledge, you excel in your enthusiasm, you excel in your love for us. I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. I am now commanding, I'm not commanding you to do this, but I am testing how genuine your love is by comparing it with the eagerness of the other churches. He says, you know what? I, I usually say don't compare, but I want to see if you guys are going to give like the other church. I want to see how real your love is. I want to see how genuine your love is. I want to see how committed you are. I want to see if this is really real. How does your giving, what does your giving say about you and your love with God? If we opened up your bank account and we just see pizza, 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 the Lord. Pizza, 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 hamburger, 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 the Lord. Man, you sure feed yourself, but you don't give very much to God. See, what do you give to the Lord? Are you becoming more generous ever since you became a Christian? Are, are you a cheerful giver or a fearful giver? All right, all right, I'm giving so you don't zap me. No, I'm giving because God is a joy to give. It's more blessed to give than to receive. God, what a joy. God wired us up all differently. But you know what? He wants us to be united in one thing, and that's giving ourselves unto the Lord. Establish a relationship with God. 
get strong in the Lord. Show him how much you love him. Some of you have never declared it publicly. Let me ask you this personal question. If you say you've given your life to Jesus and you have not been baptized, why? Are you wanting to be an undercover Christian? I don't want anyone to find out. I'm a spy. (laughs) No, he wants you to be loud and proud. He wants you to be like that woman that just got engaged. Hi, look, look, look. Oh, my gosh, look, I'm going to get married. I just gave my life to Jesus. He's my Savior and my Lord. I want the whole world to know. If you've never made that decision and you want to do that today, just raise your hand. That's me. Anyone here today that's never made that decision and would like to? Well, then you know what? Let's express our love to God. Oh, there is? Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. An amazing decision. I'm glad you pointed that out because it's the greatest decision you're going to make. Because your life is going to be transformed into something new. So would all of you pray with this amazing person? Stand to your feet if you made that decision. And we're going to pray with you. You just say this prayer out loud. Say, Heavenly Father, today I commit my life to Jesus Christ. I believe that he died for my sins to forgive me and make me new. And from this day forward, I want to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, come on up here. Come on up here real quick. I want to give you, right over here, I want to give you a high five, brother. I want to give you a high five. Amazing decision. Look, that's Pastor Eddie. He's got a Bible and some material for you, okay? What a joy. Anyone else? Anyone else today? What a joy. The rest of us, you have your communion elements. As you get them ready, Father, today we realize that, Lord, we're never able to repay our sins by ourselves. Yet you've done that for us, Lord. You died for our sins, and you died to free us. You died to give us eternal life. Forgive us, Lord God, for not trusting you with every area of our life, with every moment of our life. Today, Lord God, we want to make those five commitments. We want to commit ourselves wholeheartedly to the Lord. We want, Lord God, you to be in charge of our life and not us. Lord, we believe that, Father, you're the best in the world for us. Father God, we commit ourselves wholeheartedly to you right now to become active members of your church, this body, here at New Beginnings. We commit to being, Father God, a participator and not a spectator, to really get involved in the church, to really do what you want us to do. Father God, we commit ourselves to growing spiritually 
by getting involved in studying your word, committing ourselves by using our time and our talents and serving others, to give of ourselves, Father God, to telling others about your love and the plan you have for them. Father God, I want to be the first in every area of my life to commit myself wholeheartedly to you. That, Lord, you're in charge of my schedule, my relationships, my finances, my all in all. And I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. And God's people said, Amen. In the night he was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, take this all of you and eat it. This is my body which has been given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You may eat the bread. He likewise took the cup. He gave thanks, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink of it, for it is my blood. The blood of redemption. The blood that paid the price and redeems and protects, shields, and will keep you safe in the shallow of my hand. So, Father God, we thank you for the blood. We thank you for your love. We pray in Jesus' name. Let me drink of the cup. Would you stand to your feet and sing this as a prayer? You made a way to cross a great divide. Don't forget to announce Left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside. you sing it out with us? that you've been here today to share with us and to experience God's presence. For those of you that are going to be part of a child dedication, I need you to go right through this door right over here and we'll have a class for the parents and godparents. Sister Roxy's going to close us out in prayer and as she does that, right after that, you're dismissed to go change Albuquerque. Roxy? Heavenly Father, as we hear the words that you have provided for us today, 
that we would walk out the door and carry it with us wherever we go. Thank you, Lord, for the goodness that you have done. Thank you, Lord, that we would not forget the words that you have provided to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, church, go out and live it out. Make a difference for Jesus Christ this week. Amen. God bless you.